Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Father, this morning, what a blessing it is to be in your house. I pray you will be with us, you speak to us, you affect us, you you affect us by your way. And I will not leave the same as we came. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, and somebody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big hand clap. And you may please be seated wherever you are. Welcome to the Good Shepherd Church. It's beautiful Sunday morning, the 4th of June, 2023. Amen. In Mark chapter 5, I want to share with you about demons and how to deal with them. Mark chapter 5. The gospel according to St. Mark chapter 5. I'm reading from the amplified version of La Biblia. If you're here for the first time, you're welcome again. Amen. They came to the other side of the sea to the region of the Gerasenes. Alright? And as soon as he got out of the boat, there met him out of the tombs from La Repente. A man under the power of an unclean spirit. It's the King James says, a man with an unclean spirit. But the Amplified says, a man under the what? The power of an unclean spirit. It's very important to see how people stay when they are under the power of an unclean spirit. It's very, very important to know that. Maybe you realize that you are under the power. After, after today. If not today, at least next week. If not next week, at least three weeks. You come back four weeks and I'll still be preaching. Somebody was telling me the other day that somebody went out. He didn't come to church. I was preaching about loyalty. He doesn't like the message loyalty. And they stayed out of church for about three weeks. When they came back, I was still preaching loyalty. I'm telling you, I can promise you that if you don't come next week, the next time you come, you come and hear me talking about people who are under the influence, under the power of unclean spirit. This man, verse 3, this man continually lived among the tombs. The Bible says that as soon as he got, Jesus got out of the boat in the land of the, the region of the Gerasenes. Remember, he's talking about a region. A region. So it's like region three. So, so look at it as a place with boundaries. And this is where Jesus met this guy. The Bible says that this guy, as soon as Jesus got out of the boat, there met him out of the tombs. A man under the power of an unclean spirit. So, we are trying to underline, as we go along, Mela, as we go along, we are trying to highlight the things that this man who is under the power of an unclean spirit, what is around him and how he, he behaves. Is somebody listening to me this beautiful Sunday morning? I feel excited this morning, I tell you. I feel some demons are, demons have already left this place, I tell you, man. <laughs> uh, the Bible said, this man, number one, 
continually lived among the tombs. This man continually lived among the tombs. And no man could subdue him anymore, even with a chain. So, it's a lot. The title of a message will be the ultimate model of demonic possession. Ultimate model. The ultimate. There's no way in the Bible you will see the manifestation of somebody with an evil spirit than Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 20. It, it is a very good study. A pathology of demon, demon, demon possession. And when we say pathology, I was trying to explain this morning on, on, on the TV program that pathology, when somebody is a pathologist, is, is somebody who finds out, tries to investigate the reason why somebody died. What are the causes of this person's death? People who specialize in that are called pathologists. So sometimes when people die, and the people, you can't find the reason why somebody died, then they take the body to the mortuary, and then... So the, the mortuary, the pathologist, so you can die. And then people wouldn't know why you died. But the pathologist, when they open your stomach and check your different organs and vessels, they can determine what killed the person. Yeah. So, for example, I was, I was following this um, a murder case in America. Um, a guy who killed his wife and his second son. He's married. He has two boys. He killed his wife and he killed the last boy. Yeah, it, it, when I saw it on YouTube, I, 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 was, I, I found it very fascinating. So I followed the case, the, the, the prosecution, the defense, the cross-examination, the verse. I, it, it, it's like, it was like a movie. The defense was wild. But the prosecution, they were able to bring in doctors, pathologists, who went, the forensic people, who, who were able to determine the angle of the gun when it was fired by virtue of the angle of the bullet that hit the, the brain and took the brain out of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are able to dis determine the distance of the shooter from the person who was shot. So this Mark chapter 5 here it is like something like that. If we are able to go through it, you see that you become a, a, a demonic pathologist. A demon unclean spirit pathologist. So this guy, one of the first things that we see here is that he was someone who continually lived among the tombs. It means he, his dwelling place, his home was the burying ground. Now, Cemetery Road, address is number one Cemetery Road. <laughs> if, you are, if, you are, if you are delivering a package, it's a little gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this guy was living or staying in the burying ground. But now, people don't live in the burying ground. So you can easily say that, Bishop, this thing doesn't work. They are, people live in burying ground, I'm telling you. People came from burying ground this morning to church, I'm telling you. Because what is about the burying ground? Burying ground is, 
it's, it's a place where people are dead people are buried, isn't it? There's a particular atmosphere. And there are people who live in some atmospheres in their homes who come to church. matter the four big bedroom house you live in. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the atmosphere in that house. The house that you come from. And, and, and you see it when we look at how this guy was behaving. Whether we, we need help or not. But he was sleeping and staying in a place that many people wouldn't live and stay. Yeah, sometimes your room looks like a burying ground. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The atmosphere in your room, the, 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 the way your room is, there's no air. So, sometimes it's not even the, 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 the it's, there's no air in the room. Yeah. A lot of things that need to be thrown away, but you don't want to throw away. Go to Cemetery Road. The, the Cemetery Road. The tombs. There are garbage there. It's a burial ground. It's a burial ground. I'm sure there's a big rat that lives in your room. <laughs> it's, it's a, two big rats. <laughs> so the man used to live in tombs. It means that when you are under the power of evil spirits, where you live most people wouldn't live there number two and the second thing is that somebody under the influence of an unclean spirit is not somebody you can control you, you can't tell them sit down and they sit down are, are you seeing yourself I, I don't know ask your neighbor are you seeing yourself <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there are some of you when we say put your car at a car park you don't want to put your car at a car park No, sometimes you don't understand why certain things, certain, certain rules are made. The rules sometimes are given to see those who are lawless. We can, we, everybody, we can come and park our cars right here. What's the problem in coming to park our cars right here? Everybody can come and park their car here. It's not a problem. There are some cars parked right here. You want to see people who are lawless, who have demons? Bring order and you see. Bring order and you see. Bring order. And you see how people will still do things. Those people. Auntie, those people. Some, some, something else is working in their lives. Yeah. That's what was happening. There was a no man. And people say it proudly. Nobody can tell me nothing. Ah, Kishana. Nobody can tell me nothing. Nobody can tell you nothing. You are right there in Mark chapter 5 verse 3. I see my own big man. <laughs> you, you see clear manifestations of people under the power of an evil spirit, but they walk around like they, they, it's normal. Look at somebody as little as you, 18 years old. Nobody can tell you nothing. Something got to be using you. Something got to be using you. Mark chapter. So, what, anytime anybody says something like that, I say, Oh, Mark chapter 5, verse 3. 
I'm a pathologist. <laughs> yeah. People don't like it. When we say, let all of us, let's stand. Somebody will sit down. Lift up your hands. Somebody's hands will be down. Ah, give offering. Somebody wouldn't give offering. Not that they don't have. They will not give. Mark chapter 5. to church every Sunday. No. You come when you feel like you are, I'm telling you, I'm your pathologist. Mark chapter 5 and verse 3. <laughs> no one even with a chain. Can you believe it? That you can lock, put a chain and lock him to the window here like that. The guy will break out. As we say, put your phone on silence. Some, some, some of you, as, we, as you are in the service, you are checking WhatsApp. You are running status. Facebook. It's not you. I, I love you, but I don't love that which is controlling you. It's not you. You are under the power of an unclean spirit. Yeah, please help them. If you don't help them, they will do what they want to do themselves. And we don't do that here. So ashes, that's why we have ashes. To make people do what is right. Not that people should do what they think is right. It is Mark chapter 5 and verse 3. We are doing pathology classes. Yeah, pathology classes. <laughs> yeah. You come to Samaria, we say, oh, let's all stay in Samaria. We say, you don't like Samaria. Mark chapter 5 verse 3. It's true. There's something in you that is controlling you. How can, how can the bishop not control you? Your spiritual head. How, how can he not control you? How you, you, want, you want to do what you want. It's not you. It's right there. It's, it's right there. It's right there. And no man, no one could subdue him anymore, even with a chain. No matter the rules you bring, people will not follow that. It's true. And you see yourself, and you see, when I say things, then people go and say it, and they say it bad. But you see, if you do the right thing, we won't say anything about it. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? That you say that somebody talking your name. If you do the right thing, nobody will talk your name. Ha, ha, have you thought about that part? Yeah. Mark chapter 5. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, are, we are studying somebody who is under the power of an unclean spirit. And that person does not, follow, they don't throw the line. And it becomes something wrong when you say it. Because don't behave bad. Left me, left me, left me. Lose me, lose me. Breaking chains. You don't need a chain if your, your attitude is good. You don't need a chain. <laughs> is there any normal person walk around with chains? Something gotta be wrong with you for, so, for chains to be to be put around your feet and your hands. You put handcuffs on a normal person? 
It's prisoners who get handcuffs. Is somebody follow what I'm saying? Rudy, are you there at the back? Beautiful. So you can see somebody nicely dressed, beautiful, handsome, and all of that. But once you can't control them, Mark chapter 5, verse 3. Thank you, Jomel. Mark chapter 5, verse 3. <laughs> verse 4 says, For he had been bound often with shackles. Ah, there was a need for him to be bound. But then when you bind him, when you give the rules, when you say, you say I've been saying things, oh. We bring it. For he had been often, I decide, you see, for those who don't know, maybe you're here for the first time. One day, I waited for a bride one and a half hours. You see, you, you know my glory, but you don't know my story. You see, my, you, you see how I'm preaching, but you don't know where I have come from. One and a half hours. <laughs> Sean, I waited for the woman one and a half hours. The person is even no more in the church. Many, many people don't care what you do for them. They don't care whether you're a pastor or they don't care. Now, those things are controlled by unclean demons. Because when you finish this story, when this guy was healed, he told Jesus, I'll follow you. Jesus says, go. He said, no, I will follow you. That's what you do. Papi, when I send you to Bible school, you, can, you should give me five years of your life. When they take CPC, when you go to CPC, you serve them for how many years? I send you to Bible school and you want to do your own thing. No chains can bind you. So, you should look at all the other, all the things that we are doing as chains. Not, not chains to control, but chains. Because we, in heaven, nobody does what they want. Please, go to heaven and find out and come and tell us next week. When you go say, God, is there any creature here? No, he said you should die and come again. You should die and come again. Is there any creature here who, when you say, stand up, he sits down? Do you say God is a God is an evil person? God, he's controlling people in heaven? Is that what we say? No, it's order. Order is beautiful. It's beautiful. No, but in the church, you see manifestations. 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 In heaven, nobody does what they want. You are out. When Satan tried it, he was out. Yeah, we are looking at the pathology. And my time is almost up. <laughs> you should see oh, you see even those who don't come to the church anymore it's, it's also another form of it because if you leave this environment it, it, there's something about it it's a very, very good environment it is 21 kilometers from Georgetown And if you are coming from Annandale, it's even longer. Yeah, it's very twice. It's about 40 kilometers. It's far. So when, when you come here, it is not here that you are saying, oh, you got to walk so far. You came far. Have you thought about it? 
road, driving. Drivers, taxi, bus, this road, holes here and there. Hey, no, no, there must be a good reason why you are coming here. So you must, you must benefit from that good reason. It's far. Verse 5. It's 20 verses I want to read. So we, can't, we can't, we can't do that. We have to have a conventional camp with this thing here. <laughs> yeah. Among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always shrieking and screaming. Ah! And beating and bruising and cutting himself with stones. The man will take stones and he will. You see, some people they take razor blade and they cut, they cut it. Why don't you just cut it, cut it, you just chop it or cut, cut it off and done. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always shrieking and screaming and beating and bruising and cutting himself with stones. You know what this means? He is self-destruct. He does things to himself, to herself, to destroy himself, to destroy herself. How many of us don't do things to destroy our lives? How many of us don't do that? Why would you take a stone and cut is there a good feeling? Is there a stone here? Can I cut somebody with a stone? Yeah. Pain. It's like, it's like you like pain. It's like you like pain. You like the wrong things. The things that will destroy your life, you like them. The things that will kill you, you like them. Loud music, high speed, a lot of people. It's, 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 it's like you want to destroy yourself. And it's okay for you. Somebody got to be crazy. telling somebody I said you know what one of the last things you should ever say is that you are leaving the church it, it, it's not a nice thing to say yeah, I was telling a young lady was it yesterday or so yeah? I said don't, it shouldn't be a very simple thing for you to say it's self-destruction the Bible says that a man left Jerusalem and he was going to Jericho fell among thieves there's something about God and where he pleases you in a church don't take it for granted it's God who brings you to a church but you see you don't see God holding your hands Justin you don't see God holding your hand and bringing you to the church so you don't see his God God works through people. And so God will bring you and somebody's steps and paths together. Then the person will say, let's go to church. Then because you don't know his God, say, man, a good day, man. A good day, man. You want to wait until we bring your coffin to the church? That will be a good day. 
So we are not used to knowing when God is speaking. But when it comes to church, it's God who brings you to a church. It's not normal. It is not normal. It is not normal. And sometimes you go to church, you go to church, you go, but you go to a particular church, you say, you know what? I like this church. That's God speaking to you. People don't understand that. When you read the story of the Good Samaritan, when the Samaritan found a guy who was beaten by the roadside, he took him and took him to a place called an inn for the innkeeper to take care of that guy. Whenever God meets you and finds you, he takes you to a church. And he puts you in charge of the pastor. Justin, are you awake? So, when you, when you say, I'm leaving. You see, Jesus said something. He said that those who are not sick, they don't need a doctor. It is those who are sick who need a doctor. When you come to church, you are sick. I am sick. That's why I'm in, I'm in the church. Yeah. There are a lot of things that God wants to help me with. That's why he brings me to a church. So when you leave a church, it is like the drips and the saline that is put on you, you're you are, you are, you are pulling them off and then you are leaving. Say, so I don't need no saline. If you don't need saline, you, the saline will not be on you. You are self, self you, are, you are distracting, you are self-destruct. It's like it's like explosion, the timer. When it gets to this time, boom! That's what's happening here. When you are under the power of unclean spirits, you do things to destroy your own self. Are you taking notes? Are you a pathologist? Are you checking yourself to see? Yeah. Wives. 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 Yeah. The Bible says that a foolish woman breaks down her own house. Nobody does it for her. She does it herself. Brings it down. How? She go and, and bring contractors and break it down? I think so. <laughs> bring Pastor Andres. Pastor Andres, break this house down. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. By their attitude and their behavior, they bring it down. So when somebody is under the power of an unclean spirit, they do things to destroy themselves. What, what is good about not reading your Bible every day? What is, what is good about not praying every day? What is good about when it's time to come to church, you don't come? What is good about that? Are you, are you finding, please, if you don't find yourself, I'm closing though, I'm going. Where's the communion? Let's drink communion and go. You don't look like you are finding yourself in what I'm talking about. You think it's somebody? It's you. It's you. Yeah, it's you. It's you. You're doing things that don't encourage your spiritual growth. And you are okay with it. But if I leave, I don't know what's going to happen to me. 
I know what's going to happen. I don't want to try it. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to consider it. I'm not stupid. I look like I'm stupid. I've been around. I've been a Christian for so many years. I gave my life to God in 1989. You, you can move me out of out, out of church. You got to be crazy. You got to be crazy. You are looking at somebody who has served God longer than you have served. And longer than some people have been alive. You like says she was not born. Honorable Prince was not born. Jomel wasn't born. Natisha wasn't born. Yeah. Ten, ten years, somebody was born. Ten years. I gave my life to Christ as somebody who had finished school. I had finished it, 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 I finished sixth form. I was doing my national service. I gave my life to God. The whole front row didn't burn. <laughs> I'm not even you meet the father. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a Christian for so many years. Juju. Yeah. You can't move me out of God. Some of you, you can't, you, you, you don't settle. You are not settled in God. You can't say that. Now, some of you, if we were to write your spiritual curriculum vitae, your CV, your resume. Oh, if we're going to do your report card at school. Sunday, absent. Tuesday, absent. Sunday, present. Talkative student. <laughs> if you, no, it's very important to sit down and Analyze, assess. Oh yes, it's like you you can't follow something straight. Something gotta be working in your heart and life. Yeah, yeah, you are always absent. You see, the teachers don't even want you in the school again. <laughs> you, you gotta go back to uh, form one. They don't miss you at all. was cutting himself, destroying himself. Of course, in your own mind, you will not want to destroy yourself. I don't see anybody who wants to destroy themselves that you are driving, say, you know what, I feel like just, just driving into the canal number two when I'm coming. Wow, you got to be crazy. Somebody got to be crazy. You kept your, your car on the asphalt road, even though the canal was on the, on the left, you kept your car straight, you were, you were controlling the steer. That means that your head was on. Anytime you go off, Somebody got to be crazy. Some unclean spirit has power over you. Yeah. It's the same way when you say that you're not, you don't want to serve God anymore. You want to drive taxi. Free the hoop, Stanley Town. Free the hoop, Stanley Town. <laughs> Play cartel. Boom, 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 boom. Somebody got to be crazy. We'll continue next week. Stand to your feet. <laughs> Give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll continue on Tuesday, rather. We'll continue on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, to Jesus.
Jesus, I surrender all to Him. sure whether you go to heaven or hell. This church thing starts with confessing your sins before God and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. If you've never confessed your sins to God before, you know deep down in your heart that if you were to drop dead now, you won't go to heaven. You want to say, Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. You are here, you want to give your heart you want Jesus to <laughs> to tame you Bishop please pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus if you are here like that I want to pray for you every eye closed, every head bowed as we sing this song all to Jesus I want you to lift up your right hand and, and if you want and if you will if you're serious walk to the front I want to pray with you to him I freely gave you want to give your heart to Jesus just your right hand lift up your right hand you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ Bishop pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus my right hand is up. Your right hand. Pray for me. I want to be born again. Every eye closed. Close every eye. Even that you close your eyes, you don't close your eyes. Something got it. Something has to be working in your life that you don't you can't close your eyes. Bishop, my right hand is up. Pray for me. If you're here like that, just your right hand. I want to pray for you. It's very important you assess yourself whether you go to heaven when you die or not. Bishop, my right hand is up. My right hand. Lift it up so I can see. Lift it up so I can see. Bishop, my right hand is up. Lift it up. Every eye closed. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Sometimes somebody has to lift up their hands for others to be able to follow. So God bless you for raising your hand. Bishop, I want to be born again. I want to be saved. My hand is up. It's a very important moment. In Guyana, people think that baptism is what makes the difference. You're ready for baptism yet. The first step is to step forward boldly and say, you know what? I'm a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. The Bible says, you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth and you shall be saved. So if you are standing and you believe in your heart that Jesus is not in your life, you know in your heart that you are far from God, go and say, Bishop, please pray for me. It's time to come before I pray for these folks. Come, come, I'm waiting for you. What, what does this what does this accomplish? You know, if you know how we do marriage in the church, the man and the woman, they come to the church, they come in front. And then the pastor will say, 
say this to the woman. And tell the woman, say this to the man. When I say woman, you're smiling. You want woman? <laughs> so the, the man will say something to the woman. The woman will say something to the man. They exchange rings. And the pastor will say, will pray for them and say, you are husband and wife. Just by speaking. Just by saying, I love you. I, uh, to death do us part. This, 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 this. this. Oh, just that. The pastor says, you are married. It's the same thing we're doing here. What you're going to say is going to change your state. That's what I did. 30 what? 30, 34 years ago. I went to the altar like you have come and I prayed the prayer the pastor said as you pray. From then, something left me. Church became a place that I wanted to go all the time. I, you know, when I got saved, I used to, I was the one who used to go and open the church and I ring the chairs. That's how I started. I was the one who used to open the church and I ring the chairs. Before everybody comes. That's what I used to do. And I started playing drums, the conga, like that. And I started doing MC. And I started doing praise and worship. I started doing Bible, Bible studies, like small group leaders. And then here I am. It's been a journey. And if you are going to grow in the church, you see that you also grow like that, successively like that. Amen. So close your eyes, lift up your two hands. We are praying to God at this time. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Just like the priest will lead the couple in a certain exchange of vows and declare them married. Follow the words that I'm saying and pray it. Make it like your own prayer. Let it come from the bottom of your heart. And I want the church to join in as we, as we pray. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart. And I confess with my mouth. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe Jesus died. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. And he's alive. I believe Jesus died for me. And I believe he rose again just for me. I opened my heart. And I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart, to come into my life, to be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that by this simple confession, my life has changed forever. I am born again. My name is in the book of life. I am now a child of God. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. Help me to follow you, to walk with you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone who came forward. You know everybody here. You know their hearts. You know their lives. You know why they are here today. 
We may not even understand why they are here today, but you know why they are here today. And it gives you joy that they took the step to come to the altar to surrender their, their lives to you. I pray for them. I speak for them. And I say, Lord, let the protection that every child of yours enjoys, let that protection begin to surround them now. In the name of Jesus. The devil came to you and said that you have protected Job. That is why he is not experiencing any bad things and evil things and negative things. It's because you have built a hedge of protection around him. I ask for that hedge of protection around everyone standing in front right now in the name of Jesus. I pray the power in the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary will speak and work on behalf of these ones. I pray above all that this will not be their first and their last time of having fellowship with you. That they will walk truly with you. That they will follow you and experience the changes and the developments you have in store for them. I bless them. I bless their lives and I bless their homes. Let them rise up and be strong and overcome their challenges and their problems. Thank you for your glory and your light that begins to shine over every life here. I give you the glory and I give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody said amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.